Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Welcome to another edition of the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg along with Joey Serrar here. Joey, happy uh, happy New Year and, and hope everything is going well as, as the bowling action is really starting to heat up on the lanes. Well, bowling action is, is doing great and uh, I'm hearing that from all over the nation and this is an exciting time of the year because this is when most top bowlers around the cities, they want to get their game solid as can be because tournaments begin. You know, city tournaments, state tournaments, national tournament. This is when we want to want to strut our stuff, win some money. I mean, have fun with the guys. But I mean, there's no better feeling than coming home from a, a local or area tournament and saying, "Honey, I just moved into first place, or I'm in the top three. You know, you know, you're going to get a few hundred bucks or a couple grand." I mean, that that's why we work at this game, isn't it, Tim? Exactly. Why we're out there practicing? Why we? visit the coaches while we go out there on Saturdays or Sundays or after league we we stick around and throw an extra game or two when we really always don't want to uh Joy speaking of throwing extra games and leagues and everything let's talk just a little bit about your Monday night league and uh tell the bowlers and tell the view, uh, listeners rather how how things went for you well we're bowling right now on, on PBA Viper and uh this will be the last year of bowling on PBA sponsored sport conditions uh next year I believe it'll be all Team USA uh, long and short of it is we were on a mismatched pair. Even though the, the the lane installation is only three years old, the right lane play is about five boards tighter than the left. And uh, I scored well the, the two weeks we bowled on Viper, 680 and 650. Uh, last week, uh, a few days ago, I, I had to play lane nine, Tim. Board nine, eight, nine at the arrows, out to two, three at 40 feet. Yet on the right lane, straight up boards two or three with with very little belly because that lane played so much tighter. And, you know, I know the pattern was put down the same. So that tells me the topography of the lane has changed over time. And uh, the bowling center we bowl in has half a basement. So, you know, there's cold, cold air, warm air underneath it. So the foundation set under the lanes can move slightly. So in all likelihood, lane 10, we're going uphill slightly, a few thousandths of an inch, whereas lane 9, might be the ball might be traveling downhill, so it's easier to see more hook on one lane than the other. Have you ever experienced that? Actually, yeah. Uh, that happens up, up here frequently as well, where you just don't know. The lanes will play. You'll play the one lane completely different from the next lane, and it's like you said, it's you, you know that you're in the middle part of the house, so it's not something that's an end pair sort of thing where... Uh, which I don't even know if that's 100% accurate. Sometimes where the end pairs are a little little goofy. Uh, you're, yes, they are. <laughs> you're a pair. Yeah, you're a pair near the door. You're uh, whatever, but you bowl on the middle pairs, and for whatever reason, maybe it's uh, one of the things that I think plays more of a part. And correct me if I'm wrong here, is when people give out lanes for open play. If you're playing in the middle parts of the the center, where usually they'll they'll let your open play begin. Uh, at least start there and work their ways outside. Those lanes seem to have a little more wear than than the outer lanes. Uh, at least from from my knowledge. Uh, again, I might be might be off with that. No, I, I think you nailed it right there, Tim. Uh, you know, center lanes in most centers 
Uh, middle of the house is where the open play is, so those lanes tend to get more wear and friction. But when it comes to topography, again, even though when lanes are installed, they're level. They're dead level. Over time, especially where your climate changes significantly uh, with ambient temperatures, there will be movement. And that's why pairs play differently. But, I mean, that's part of the, the challenge of our sport is making that read and adjustment. So on the left lane, which was hooking more, I used my power release, if you want to call it that, where I actually try and come around the ball slightly, primarily because I was throwing it away from the pocket more. And uh, and there was about a three or four board area, so I had a a nice look. And on the right lane, since I'm playing straight down boards, two, three, I'm not going to get cutesy and try and hook it. So I tried to stay pretty much more behind the ball, get a little more forward roll on the ball, which generally helps the ball read the lane pattern or the oil pattern sooner. So I had a real good look. And other than uh, a couple bad shots on my part, uh, which were big splits, uh, a lot of strikes. And, uh, you know, yeah, PBA patterns, you know, Tim, we know they're flatter than a house shot. That You know, it's not an 8-to-1 ratio. It's about a 2.5 or 3-to-1 ratio. Require better shot making than house conditions. Uh, your spare shooting can be a little more challenging because of oil concentrations, and, and you need to play spares differently. But, I mean, that's part of the, the, the draw is being challenged. I mean, golfers pay more to be challenged on tough courses. Uh, bowlers should welcome challenging lane conditions. Now, to help us combat those challenging lane conditions, I think we can talk about the Bowler's Journal Ball of the Year voting, Tim. Exactly, Joey. Let's uh, talk about that because that's something that is the Bowler's Journal International Magazine they love. And this is, like you said before, this is their feature magazine. So why don't you talk to us about how you go about uh, getting this and and choosing the Ball of the Year? Right. Well, Bowler's Journal put me in full control of this. and, And I decided rather than open up voting to the readers and listeners to the you know to, to their website, not listeners but viewers, uh, you know because bowlers such as yourself, you try one or two balls a year, so you can obviously only give your opinion on one or two balls. So I decided I'm going to interview and and only invite pro shop operators to do the voting, primarily because we test more bowling balls during the course of the year. We have more feedback, both negative and positive, about different products. And, and you know, we know more about a wide array of products than the average consumer would. So I decided to send out ballots to about 50 international pro shops, Finland, Singapore, China, uh, Austria, Finland, uh, Germany, all over the world, as well as about 200 United States pro shops. And, and a lot of the pro shops I got off the uh, Ipsia website. Uh, Bill Supper was kind enough to share some of those emails with us. And get the top pro shops in the nation to do the voting. Well, so That seems like it makes sense, Joey, because as you said, the, the ball drillers, the pro shops, are the ones that are going to see what their customers come in and buy. And a lot of times people just go and kind of hang out at a pro shop just to see what other people are getting and what they overhear as the, the, how the ball reacts. So that's, I, I think, key as, as getting a really right. true ball of the year. Right. And, and as you know, as well as I know, a ball I may love, you may not. And, and that can be from our physical game differences as well as the conditions I typically see compared to what you see. And 
what makes it really difficult for a ball of the year is the fact there's a lot of good balls out there, Tim, whereas, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there was maybe two or three good balls out of, say, 50. Now there's probably 50 really good balls out there out of the, the 90 or so that come out every year. So here's, here, well, I'll kind of break it down a little bit. In, you know, the overall winner, for those who are curious and, and want to know, it's the Ebonite Mission. And that is the first mission, which is the Red Pearl. Strong cover stock, strong core. Uh, a lot of players had to smooth it or polish it because it was so aggressive. But the ball basically gave Ebonite uh, loyalists a very, very effective ball for heavy oil. Uh, the runner-up to that, that ball was the Storm Anarchy. And this is kind of an offshoot of the Invasion, pearlized cover. Kind of a go-long, flip-hard ball designed for medium to medium-heavy oil, depending on how much hand action you put. And, a little, again, a little more skid-flip motion than what the mission would give. And then, strangely enough, the ball that came in third, Tim, is the Pearl Mission, the brand-new Mission 2.0, which kind of gives you a, a reaction between those first two I mentioned. More length than the original mission, strong back end. Uh, you know, these are powerhouse balls. Now, on dry conditions, all three of these balls will not give bowlers a good look because they will either read the lane too soon or hook too much. And if a ball reads the lane too soon, it'll hit weak. So there are times you have to either smooth and polish these or the best choice is go to a tamer ball which will clear the front 40 feet easier, store more energy for that break point, and give you a better carry percentage. Uh, but again, these, these top three balls are going to work on heavy oil conditions for almost any type bowler style. Um, cranker, stroker, doesn't really matter. Well, the, the Ebonite Mission 2.0, that to me, as a number three, that's a interesting choice because that ball just came out in, in November, correct? So, yes, uh, yes. Uh, so it yeah, and, and that's hard for a ball to, to, to break the top ten that's only had a couple uh, months' uh, usage. But uh, I'll tell you, bowlers just like what they see. And, uh, you know, like last year. Last year the Storm Virtual Energy won. But then uh, that ball just came out shortly before the voting. So th there are times balls just make a splash early there's other times a ball doesn't really get well known until it's been out for a few months uh i mean that this hammer taboo i'll tell you if that came out shortly before the voting that ball could have won because a lot of players are liking that around here um and like i say tim all the manufacturers right now they kind of got it nutted on how to make balls react and and perform and give bowlers different motions i mean it's it's not about total hook as much as it's about the shape of the hook. Well, in other words, where the ball hooks and how the ball responds to friction. And then it's our job as bowlers to recognize when to use that product. Exactly. I, I'm, Ebonite seems to have a winner here with, with the core. So for them to just keep building off of the, the mission and the mission 2.0, I think would be very wise for them. And like you're saying, if those are three very strong hooking balls, maybe their next ball, and, and I'm sure they're thinking of this way ahead of me, to come with something that's a little more tame that people can use uh, on the patterns that aren't the heavier oil like, like you indicated. Right, and, and that's kind of what, what Hammer does with the Black Widow series. Uh, they will put a medium-strength cover surrounding a strong core, and the concept behind it is, since it's not as strong of a cover stock material, it will clear that front 40 feet easier, 
and thus giving bowlers a little more back-end energy retention. Whereas the Mission, both the 2.0 and the original, they read the lane sooner, so they're going to handle heavier volumes better, but they don't always give you that strong back-end flip unless you're on enough oil in the first 40 feet. Okay, Joel, you're killing the rest of the, the uh, listeners here. With We did the top three. Now let's go four through ten and, and briefly just touch on each of those uh, pieces and, and why they ended up where they did, in your opinion. Okay, uh, ball number four was the Storm Prodigy, and that's just an even arcing, no-nonsense control ball. It's got a little pearl in the cover. It's got a little mica in the cover, which is a variation of a particle element. And, and that ball is not skid flippy by any means. It, it controls the mid lane, very smooth motion when it hits friction, and it'll handle volume. And, and it's kind of similar to the new Marvel that just came out from Storm, which is a solid cover stock variation of the Prodigy. Uh, fifth place, uh, probably our number one selling ball for the last year is the Storm Invasion, which is the same core that's in the Anarchy but Storm's strongest cover stock, it's called R3X. And again, it's a super hooker again. So if we look at the top five, they're, they're all very aggressive hooking products. Uh, sixth place, Hammer Plague, which is Hammer's oil ball, earlier and more hook than what the taboo would give you. Seventh place, Roto-Grip Mutant Cell, and that is Roto-Grip's strongest hooking ball. Now, finally breaking into the top 10 in 8th place is the Storm Rain Supreme, which is a hybrid cover, just like the High Road, but with the Rain Core, which is a little beefier in shape and tends to give bowlers a little bit more back-end motion than what a High Road would give you. But this ball, again, is designed for medium oil conditions. In heavy oil, it's going to go too long. Uh, on a dry condition, it could be used from players who are more speed-dominant than rev-dominant. But it's a good ball to read the pattern with. And ball number nine in ninth place is the Storm Tropical Heat. $149 ball, at least that's what we retail them for. And it's an old-school cover, and uh, there's two variations. There's a hybrid and a pearl. But, uh, again, it's, it's designed primarily for light to medium oil. Excuse me, Tim. And in 10th place, Brunswick's first entry, the Wicked Siege, which is, in my opinion, the best ball to come from Brunswick in the last few years. And it's kind of a medium-to-medium-heavy ball, oil ball. It's uh, 500 grit sanded with a rough buff polish, which is kind of that satin sheen. Uh, It's kind of their version of what a high-road motion would be. In other words, reasonably easy length, kind of a hard arc at the back. It's not flippy. Uh, the ball doesn't read the mid lane too strong, so it does store energy good on the back. Again, a very usable piece. That, that's it for the top ten. Tim. That's the top ten, Joey, and it seems like uh, going through those, I see a lot of Storm up there. So it looks like Storm really had a good year with uh, and their uh, development uh, branch of Storm did coming out with some really great pieces that the bowlers really seem to like, and obviously that's for a reason because people scored with them. I mean, you don't put out a good piece and it not work and people buy it. So people, and Storm has a great reputation as well. Well, they do, Tim, and you know, the fact that I test balls, I I test all the manufacturer's balls, Uh, I'll tell you, Track makes some very good products, as does Lane One, as does 900 Global, and even AMF has some really good products, but 
they don't always get the, 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 the purchases that Storm may or Roto because they're just not as well known. And, uh, you know, a, a bowler that's very happy with a previous version from a, a specific company will oftentimes stay within that company's family of products and not venture into the one, you know, one of the lesser known companies. But I'll tell you, there are gems coming from every ball manufacturer we've tested. And, and even Seismic, a uh, company based in Ireland, uh, 900 Global pours their, their balls for them. And they've had a few products that I think are just exceptional. But small, unknown company, people may not, say, chance $150 or $200 investment on, a, on an unknown company ball when, when they can buy one of the big boys' products and, and you know, feel a little bit more confident or safe that they're going to make a good decision. Well, yeah, that's a, a great point because uh, you, um, I, I'm throwing the 900 Global, the uh, Raw Profit, uh, and I just love that ball. And that is a ball that, uh, honestly, I probably, it's not that I wouldn't buy it, I just, uh, because of the way the ball reacts or the way the ball uh, shape is down the lane, it's just something people want to stay safe, they want to stay with a, a company they know. It's, it's a lot like you're, when you buy anything, you buy a car, or you're looking for a new car, you like to go with what you know, and uh, bowlers really do need to sometimes jump out of that uh, comfort zone just a little bit, and by all means, Joey, correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you have a question about one of those companies... Call them up and find out what's going on. Find out their their balls, or, or go on on the web and do research on them because a lot of times they are good pieces. Right. Now I'll tell you another sleeper ball that came in uh, 18th place in sales. Now again, 18 is pretty good out of 95 balls, right? Uh, it's called the Elite Black Alien. Um, I think it's one of the best balls made th- this past year. It's a solid resin, uh, very aggressive. It got a 58 hook rating. Uh, it's it's every bit as good as the super hookers from a from the the more well known companies, but again, it's, it's an expensive product. It's a little pricier than the others, but the ball performed very very well on almost every test pattern we threw at it, and uh, it probably won't get the sales that they'd want it to because of the fact again it's a smaller company, but the product performs very very well. Uh, Brunswick Anaconda. I think one of Brunswick's best products for, for medium-type conditions. Great carry, very release-friendly. Uh, the ball's real easy to use on a lot of different patterns. And, uh, again, it's, it's a green color, which maybe isn't as appealing as some of the other colors on the market, but, but the ball performs very, very well. It kind of rolls like the old Absolute Inferno which uh, is a good ball to have in your arsenal for medium patterns. As we move forward, and I know we just are getting rolling in this year with the new pieces that people may be looking into, but what, uh, what are some balls that you already have your eye on as, uh, as good pieces that you're, you've, you're doing some testing on, and what are some stuff that you're hearing? Because you're on the inside. You hear what's coming out or you see what's coming out before I do, before the general public does, that you think might, uh, might turn some heads once it gets into bowlers' hands. Well, I'll tell you, Morich, we just got done testing their first symmetric ball. It's called a perpetual motion. I think it is a special ball because it just can be used on so many patterns. Uh, it doesn't have a sharp change in direction down lane, which means it's more of an arcing piece, but uh, it seems the carry is just phenomenal on so many patterns we've thrown its way. Uh, let's see what else really impressed us. The Columbia 300 World Beater, kind of a multicolored orange, black, and blue ball. 
again, very comparable to what the perpetual motion does in, in shape and hook, but again, very, very good pin carry. Uh, Brunswick has a new one coming out called the C system Alpha Max, which is the first solid version in that C system, which is kind of a chemical reaction with the cover stock to create traction as opposed to just an abrasive material in the cover. And uh, that ball, again, very, very strong mid-lane hook, very smooth motion, but real good pin carry. Uh, Hammer Taboo, like we mentioned earlier, is just a, a 2011 version of what the Black Widow did when it came out, kind of a long and strong reaction. Uh, Lane Masters, uh, one of my personal favorites, is called the Widowmaker Reactive. It's kind of a hybrid cover, light load particle, kind of a dark purple color ball. But uh, again, it's, it's kind of a high road type roll and motion in that it, it rolls evenly, smoothly, very, very good pin carry, a little more hook than what a high road would give you. But kind of a ball that can be the first ball out of the bag, It'll tell you if you need more surface on a ball or if you need less hook. Uh, but again, it just it gets the job done, Tim. I mean, we all like balls that we can count on. We can see their break point consistently. And probably the most important thing is when we execute well, we don't get penalized with taps, but we strike. And if we don't execute quite perfectly, there's still a chance we're going to strike as opposed to leaving you know weak 10 pins or 5 pins in the pocket. And Joey, if people want to read more, uh, the review for the the entire uh, ball, the Bowler Journal uh, Ball of the Year, people can read that. Is that coming out uh, shortly in the Bowler Journal magazine? Is that going to be in the February edition? That will be in this current issue. It's the January issue, and uh, I'll tell you, the January issue is the issue to buy uh, because it also has our ball guide, which gives a kind of a quick synopsis of every single ball that was tested this year by by myself and my test staff. Uh, gives the hook rating, the RG level, the differential level, and, and a, a sentence or two about what the ball is all about. That and is, that's all in January issue. Yeah, that's a January issue. So that is an issue that, let me tell you, number one, you have to be a subscriber to the Bowlers Journal magazine because there's always lots of great information, uh, reviews from Joey that we frankly can't get into sometimes in, on the show because we'd spend full 15 minutes just reviewing one bowling ball. But there's also great articles in there, great coaching tips, great advice. Uh, Bill Spidener has a coaching uh, clinic uh, article that he writes, which is excellent. So make sure you subscribe to that magazine because they do put out a lot of great stuff in there, a lot of great, useful information for the bowler. And, Joey, on our final note, I guess we're going to get uh, wrap things up here, but did want to let people know as it gets a little bit closer and closer to the uh, USBC tournament coming up in Reno, which starts in uh, March, we're going to be uh, doing some special things, which we haven't really nailed down yet all the details, but we will tell listeners we will be doing some special things, and we're going to have on people that, uh, number one, you're going to want to tell all your friends before they head out to Reno, they have to check out our shows because we're going to get people on they are going to help them with the lanes, we're going to talk about the patterns, we're going to talk about, I'm sure, as we move on, some of these bowling balls that people are going to want to have with them. So help people score their best out there this year. Maybe make a, you know, set a goal, and hopefully you can achieve that. Right, and... Are, are you saying, Tim, that we're going to have some gifts for our listeners? We we may have some uh, some prizes, some stuff that people. Uh, let's just say some of the stuff, Joey, that we've been talking about sounds really neat. Like I, I wish I was uh, aside from being the the host, I wish I could win them because it's going to be really neat, some really great stuff. And, and yes, prizes uh, galore, I believe, would be a, a good way to put it. So. Uh, 
Uh, stay tuned for all that good stuff. And like I said, I think along with the prizes, probably more importantly or just as important is going to be some of the information you're going to be receiving from the people because you know the guy who helps design the pattern and helps oil the lanes. I mean, who right. else would you want to turn to? Yeah, he is. He is the man when it comes to what's going to be out there for the Nationals. And uh, again, uh, it, it, you still got to execute and make good shots and use the right ball. But uh, it's nice to know if the pattern's going to play, you know, similar to last year or differently. Exactly, Joey. And you got a question for us as as we move along here this year. Uh, very exciting for Above180.com. You can shoot us at email at Above180 at gmail.com, Above180 at gmail.com. And if you're checking us out for the very first time, where the heck you been? But go back and listen to our old shows uh, available on iTunes or on the website as well. And uh, shoot us an email, and we'd love to uh, love to interact with people and help answer people's questions because we're here to help you get better. And also, Twitter followers growing by the day, Joey. We're up close to 100 Twitter followers now. So uh, look for some uh, follow us on Twitter at Above180. That's all one word right there. And, uh, and also, Joey, I think we may have to do a little special prize uh, giveaway for our Twitter followers as well to help uh, get people over there, too, so they know to check us out on Twitter and on the website. Tweet, tweet. Exactly, Joey. Uh, for uh, Tim Berg and Joey Savar, good luck and good bowling.